So they always tell you that uh, buying property is a no is a no brainer type of investment. I mean, it's always uh, a good it's always good to have, but when you sell your property, you're actually making a loss or profit. There's no uh, there's no other way around it. With all the fees and extras that uh, go with it, you'll be shocked to realize that selling your house, which is originally uh, at the cost of 1 million rand for 1,5, might not actually be a tidy profit. And uh, Brandon, uh, you actually tweeted earlier um, about this. Uh, you tweeted about this earlier this week, and it may have put a damper on some people's uh, selling <laughs> prospects. So on that note, welcome. Uh, welcome back to Weekend Early. Cool, thank you very yes. much. Yes, uh, people are a bit disappointed with, with what I said. But, uh, but the, the you, thing is that when you, when you sell your house, you, you only see the selling price. And that's, that's the one you tell all your friends about. You're like, wow, I bought it for $1 million a few years ago, and now I'm selling this for one point five. And in your head, you immediately just imagine that you've made half a million rand profit. But, but what people don't do is they don't take into account all the lawyer fees and the transfer costs mm-hmm. and all the interest payments that they've been making towards this property. And and you actually need to hold your house for probably at least nine or ten years to, to actually make a profit. That's quite interesting for about nine or ten years at at, at mm. the very least. Yeah, yeah, because your your interest payments when you, you're paying off your bond, you Especially in the beginning, you actually pay nothing towards your home. It's, it's all going to interest. So, you know, if, you, if you've got a bond for a million rand and it's a 20-year bond, your, your monthly payment is going to be around 9,600. But in your first month, 8,500 rand is going straight to interest. So you, you haven't, you've barely touched your, your loan. So you, in the beginning, you really pay so much towards interest that it's, I'd like to say it's not worth selling your house, but you know, lots of there's always lots of factors and lots of other things that come to play. But it, yeah, it's, the, the interest is ridiculous. And 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 speaking of of the interest, especially in our current property market, what 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 is the 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 average interest like, especially for uh, the the price that you had mentioned in your tweet uh, and the example that I mentioned from your tweet? Uh, for instance, a house going for one million and then selling it five years later for one comma five. What would the interest on that look like? The interest, um, I'm going to take a, an average, probably 10.5%. You know, some people get prime less 1%, some people get prime plus 1% or 2%. So, you know, probably between the 95 to to 11.5%. Oh, that is actually so, quite steep, yeah. Yeah, and on that on that same loan, if you, after five years of paying your loan faithfully, you, your debt is still 900,000 rand, so in the first five years, you've made all these payments, and you've actually only paid off a hundred thousand of your home, which is—it's a scary wow. thought to start doing these maths. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know, I think we're quite apprehensive to pull out those uh, cost calculators, but you know what? As much as the truth hurts, we have to be very um, thankful <laughs> for it, <laughs> especially for 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 uh, any of the the homeowners that are listening at this very moment. Because when you mention these these prices and the costs, uh, the costs that are incurred, it certainly puts things into perspective. And you know, speaking of which, you mentioned insurance. Uh, also, uh, you mentioned uh, also. Uh, paying uh, real estate agents as well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, what, what other aside from those costs? What other costs should we also be aware of? Which other ones should we look out for? Well, it's just 
I suppose when you buy a new house, so it's the, the transfer fees, there's the bond initiation fee, and then there's two sets of lawyers. Well, it depends if you're buying a, a brand new sort of complex place that's off-site, then, then there won't be transfer costs. But you, you have your transfer in the lawyers and you have your, your bond attorneys. So there's, yeah, there's two sets of bond of attorney fees and then there's bond initiation costs. And then you, you don't, as the buyer, you wouldn't be paying the, the state agent, but when you're selling again, you're paying the, the state agent fee if you go into an estate agent. But all these things, are kind of unavoidable. Yes. But they, you need to take them into account when you're doing, doing the math. And also there would be, when you're selling, there's potentially capital gains tax, depending if it's your if it's where you're living or if it's an investment property. So, you know, you just need to do a, a few more sums before you go bragging to your friends about how much money you made. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah, no, that, that, that has, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite sobering, actually, when, it, when you think about what goes into selling a house. And also, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's quite imperative that we educate ourselves on, on how to do so. Also, I mean, it, I, I think at, at a first glance, it, it's, it's uh, quite intimidating because, I mean, it's a seemingly mammoth task uh, having to, uh, you know, just be able to... Um, Go through this whole process successfully when you consider the, the admin and and the costs, and you know also the other thing that I actually was quite curious of as, as well. You know uh, when it comes to uh, the property property value, um, I think. Do you think one of the things that could be quite misleading um, is having um, maybe some some uh, renovations done to the home or any sort of uh, tweaks here and there, uh, repairs, etc., that may make a person think that actually because of those factors alone that they could actually be um, they could actually be receiving more for the house, but actually it's still not as much as a tidy profit as, as they thought. Yes, that's, and that's a very difficult one to, to actually calculate because you, if you do 50,000 rand worth of renovations, it's, it's kind of impossible to know how much more you can sell your house for, you know, and it, and some people are like, wow, this will definitely improve the property value, and it, it probably will, but you, there, there's no way to know how much it's going to improve it, and if the, if the property market in the meantime is like dropping, then then you won't recoup that investment. So people get very emotional about houses and property. I think that's that's yes. the thing. Yeah, we let our emotions get ahead of ourselves, and we. We, we we just latch onto the good things we've heard from friends or family about property, and to be honest, property can be great. I mean, you have to live somewhere. You do need a house. Yes. And, and the thing, over time, property can be a wonderful investment. But it's just there are all these little extra things that we we don't necessarily know much about, or we don't necessarily fully understand. And you know, renovations is so hard to to truly factor in what it what it's going to mean. And, and, you know, it's funny that you also mentioned the emotional aspect as well. And I think also practicality and uh, timing are certain things that also come into play, especially when you consider uh, the the current uh, economy and also uh, with with uh, the, the, the property market. And, you know, before I even talk about uh, maybe the, just or just ask you about just the mistakes that, that people make, there's an, um, there's another thing that I actually just wanted to, to find out with regards to, uh, I think, when it comes to, when it comes to the losses actually um 
the other thing that I think uh, that people also kind of just need to take into consideration as well as is that um, they shouldn't receive the first um, offer that is made to them uh, with regards to to selling. That there's there's still much more work that needs to be done with regards to especially financially weighing the pros and the cons. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, definitely. I think life is all about negotiation, and if you if you buy or sell in a home. I would I would say even just spend some time on YouTube looking at negotiation skills because it's actually really interesting and it, it can be sort of fun to learn. But you you can negotiate everywhere along the process and some sometimes like when when I bought my own home I, I asked the lawyers for a discount and they said no but that that's fine yeah. at, at least I asked it but yes. you you really can negotiate all every step of the way and you need to you need to ask people why they're charging what they're charging, or if, if someone's putting in an offer, you can negotiate a bit, or you can tell the agent that you're actually waiting for a better offer. You, you don't have to do what people tell you. And also, if, you, if you've if you got a spreadsheet with all sorts of calculations where you're trying to make things work out, if you aren't getting the offer you want wanting, then you, you can just move on. Unless, unless there's a real reason why you have to sell, you don't have to rush into any decision. Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's just so many factors considered. And I think, I mean, aside from the, the financial ones, I mean, from a logistical standpoint as well. And, uh, you know, there's certainly so many things to be considered. And I mean, with the property market performing the way that it is, it's, it's no longer simply a thing of um, location, location, location. It's not that mm. simple, is it? No, unfortunately not. This, that location, location thing, that everyone who, who hears about property knows that. But it's even that is so difficult to to really know what, or what's the right location. You know, it's, it, things things change all the time. Absolutely, um, you know, it, it can be uh, quite quite unpredictable, which is why exactly we need to avoid making certain mistakes. Now, you had touched slightly upon, uh, you know, not becoming too emotionally invested. So, what other mistakes should we avoid when we are selling, so as to avoid any uh, incurred losses? Um, I think one of the things you need to do up front is you need to understand if there's going to be capital gains tax, um, if, if that sort of applies to you. And you need to just consult with someone before you sell so that you, you actually know what you're getting yourself into so that there are no surprises along the way. Because I think that's one of the mistakes. People think it's just easy, you quickly sell, you get the money, you do this, but if you don't fully understand the process, there might be surprises and things might not happen that you thought and you're like, you're like, oh wow. And you, you sort of almost want to blame people for, for, or blame the system. Right. But you, you can actually just do the research yourself upfront when you, way before you need to sell, when it's just calm and, and you can understand the whole thing. So, it, you know, to me, it's all just about speaking to, to the right people, not, not just your cousin's neighbor at the bride. You know, find a, an actual agent or someone who works at the yes. bank and, and speak to them. Um, somebody who actually has a wealth of experience when it comes to uh, such uh, transactions. And, you know, mm. and also, do you think um, another mistake that people make is that they actually minimize the role of agents and what they do? If they try, for instance, uh, take on certain tasks themselves that could actually encourage more of a loss? Yes, yes, definitely. There's, there are two different sorts of 
or schools of thought when it comes to agents, but but agents, especially ones that have been working in your area for many years, they do have a lot of knowledge and experience, and they they do know what what houses are worth, and they do know they've been on negotiation courses themselves. They know how to get the best out of potential buyers. They'll they'll say the right things. They'll negotiate the right ways. So they, yeah, I mean they do definitely offer offer good value. So. But again, with them, it's just a, a matter of negotiation what the fee is going to be. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many things to, to think of. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I, I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, I mean, I'd, I had mentioned earlier, when you think about it, I think some people just may want to run in the other direction, considering the amount of admin that's involved from all <laughs> parties and especially from uh, the, from buyers. I mean, how important is it to have those pre-approval letters from uh, from a buyer just so that you know that they actually are, are qualified? Um. <laughs> I think as a buyer yourself, yeah. you have that pre-approved data. It's just it gives you a little bit of confidence as to what what you can actually qualify for and look for. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how important that is to to agents and stuff, but it's definitely just that's that's kind of as a buyer you're doing your homework up front and just understanding what you can actually afford, which is great because one shouldn't one shouldn't overextend yourself. So rather before you've seen any house, just do the math, go to the banks, get an approval letter, and they might say, well, you actually qualify for a million or a million and a half. And then then it's easier to go find a, a house in that range versus you just going out, you find this amazing place for three million, and you fall in love with it because that's just how we work. And then you go to the bank, and then they say no. And then, then you've, you're obviously quite upset. So rather get that pre-approval up front so that you know you know what you you actually can afford uh that's absolutely uh, uh, absolutely true i think it's uh, always uh, best to just uh you know just have a, have a proper and and thorough assessment of of what your costs are and if you are able to uh, afford a new home and also i mean just i think with all parties involved having to thoroughly do to do their homework and of course um hiring um experienced uh, property agents who are, who are able to facilitate uh, the whole process, real estate agents. And then also um, just another, I don't know if this is a myth, but um, is it also, is, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but is it also ill-advised to actually sell during the winter months when it comes to selling your property? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm, curious. I've heard that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't really know. <laughs> but I, I have heard that too. But I think, yeah, I think it probably is true because you, yeah. when you, you know, when you're selling your house, you want to put on a show and make it look as amazing as possible. And winter can be a bit depressing and dreary. True. But then again, people do sell at any time. But it's, you know, agents have lots of little tricks of of how to make your place look look more amazing, and and summer certainly helps. But I guess it could also work to one's advantage because you wouldn't have as many competing sellers because uh, I take it it could be considered the quiet season as well, maybe? It could be, and, and you could also make your home come across so cozy if, if it's got a fireplace, yes. you light a fire for the show day. And you, I mean, you could make it quite quite appealing to you if, if it's cold outside and people come in and it's just lovely and warm. But you know, you've yes. got to do, do all these little... I won't say sneaky things, but you've got to put in effort. <laughs> make, Absolutely. Make them, 
put in a lot of effort to, to make your home look wonderful. You know, absolutely true. Aside from ha- uh, from having that uh, roast coffee, or uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, what what uh, also apparently baking cookies and and roasting a chicken also adds to that whole yes, homely yes, element. It makes it feel yes. so homely and <laughs> real estate <laughs> agent tricks. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm speaking to Brandon Dale, who is the blogger of his uh, financial blog, Take Charge of Your Money, and we are talking about how to actually best uh, sell. Your your home so as not to incur any losses and this was also just uh, following a tweet uh, that Brendan had uh, posted uh, recently uh, which reads so you know that if you bought a house for 1 million uh, and sold it 5 years later for 1.5 you most certainly didn't make uh, 500,000 rand profit in fact you may have made a loss and once you factor in transfer costs, lawyers interest payments etc and then uh, he also he concluded the tweet uh, by saying Brendan concluded it by saying I'm busy writing a post about it and and we're busy talking about it right now. We've touched on quite a few points. And you had mentioned something about uh, taxes earlier. So how can selling your home at a loss actually affect your taxes? If it's, it's well, it really depends if it's in your own personal name or whether it's in a trust or in a business entity. So, yeah, you've got various ways that you can buy the, the house and and those have their own sort of tax implications. So if it's in your own personal name, if you sell it at a loss and nothing happens, if you sell it at a profit, there is capital gains tax, which will will be incurred, and there's, there's some different levels and sort of like the first part, there's quite a, a large chunk that's exempt from tax. But it's, you know, if it's, if it's in your personal name and it's where you live, you can't, you can't charge expenses. You can't sort of, hmm, how do I say? You can't offset expenses on the house off your own personal taxes, and you can't do anything if, if it's made a loss over the year. But it, but yeah, if it's in a trust, you can do all sorts of clever accounting things. Absolutely, and you know that's it's certainly quite important to 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 keep in mind. Uh, you know, when it comes to taxes, uh, I think. You know, we, we, you want to ensure that uh, everything is is taken care of, especially when it comes to uh, if you know, as you'd mentioned, the property being under your name and so many other factors to also look for. And you know, I do have also, I do have a, a just one more, one more question before mm. we round off the conversation. I'm quite, uh, I'm actually quite uh, curious. Um, you know, is there actually, uh, is there actually ever a time when selling your house at a loss is actually the right thing to do? When would that would that ever be vital in in any sort of circumstance? Sure, that's an interesting question. <laughs> in um, yeah. in my mind, I'd say probably not, unless you really have to sell the house. You know, unless there's other financial situation or family situation which forces you to sell the house, or Possibly if the, the area has just become so sort of such a bad area or such a high crime area. But I, I don't, I, unless you have to sell it, I, I don't see a, a reason to sell it when it's, when it's, if you're going to be making a loss on it. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I don't, 
don't really know of a, a situation like that. I think, uh, you know, it certainly does. I mean, uh, you know, when, especially when you answer it that way, I think it would have to be, I uh, think the, it would have to be the last resort in that case where you'd have to accept the fact that there would be a loss. Um, I don't know if it's in, in, in the case of, uh, for instance, especially in this, in this economy, maybe having to downgrade and knowing that there may mm. be, there may, that, that may be a possibility or a factor, but it needs to be done. So I'm, I'm also thinking and maybe in, in that vein and in, in that respect, that's, that's when it would be necessary. Yeah, no, I mean, there would be, there, there will be family situations and towns like you might have to sell because you're actually expecting a kid and you need a, a house with two bedrooms. And, you know, there are, there are life issues that come or life happens and then you, you, you do need to sell and, and upgrade a bit. But, but yeah, you, you need to then figure out what, what the loss is or whether you can actually afford a new one. And, but again, you, one should just, you shouldn't rush into anything. I think that's just the, the lesson to take from it. Is if you're thinking of selling next year, then you can already start doing homework now already to, to start figuring out what the process is and, and all of that. Absolutely. Preparation is key. And on that note, I do have to round off the conversation. But Brendan, thank you so much for helping us to take charge of our money, especially when it comes to selling our homes and hopefully not ever at a loss. Thank you so much, Brendan. <laughs> a pleasure. Thank you.